Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, it's March 10th. We're still in the midst of the National Weather Podcast Month. Uh, the collective yep. of us and five other podcasts, including the Carolina Weather Group, Stormfront Freaks, Weather Brains, Weather Hype, and Ice Station Houseman. Bonnie, we're 10 days into the National Weather Podcast Month, and we are having a blast. I don't know about you, but I'm learning a lot of different stuff from a lot of different smart people in the world of weather. Definitely. Me too. Um, all, having all these podcasts out there is so awesome, and it's good to get different views and opinions and experience level from different people. You know what I mean? And right. it's it's awesome that they're out there. So everyone go follow all of those and especially ours. Right. And if you want more information, you can check out weatherpodcastmonth.com. That's kind of our, our central hub. Uh, it has all of our podcast schedules on there. And then we go through and they update those pretty quickly. You can follow uh, along on Twitter using the hashtag NWPM. And of course you can follow us at weather podcast. That's where Bonnie and I live on Twitter. Um, but Bonnie, part of the collective purpose of this is to help create a weather ready nation and we are airing messages from james Spann, uh a member of the weather brains podcast and james has been talking about you know being ready for tornadoes and thunderstorms and lightning and flooding and all the t- different types of weather that really impact us over the spring season and again we saw it last week with the tornado outbreaks We'll talk about it here just in a minute about, you know, the, the severe storms that moved through the south yesterday. But here's James with his message on becoming a weather ready nation. Hi, this is James Spann with Weather Brains. And here's a message to get you weather ready. The spring season is here and we want to prepare you for spring weather threats, which include tornadoes, lightning, flooding and thunderstorms. No matter what type of severe weather you may experience, it is important to have a plan in place so you can communicate with all your family and friends in the event of a disaster. Know who you would contact for updates. Also, determine ahead of time where you and your family can meet. Do you know the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning? During a tornado watch, pay close attention to the weather and be ready to act. When a tornado warning is issued, seek shelter immediately by moving to an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. If in a mobile home, vehicle, or outdoors, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. For more information, please visit the NOAA Weather Ready Nation website at weather.gov WRN. That was James Spann, member of Weather Brains. And again, part of the collective body, as we've talked about, becoming weather ready because really, that's what it comes down to. You need to be ready when severe weather strikes. Yes, and that's that's the best thing you can do is just always be prepared. Know where your safe spot is. Have your you know kit that you need, flashlights, things like that that you need to bring with you, important documents, whatever you need. Have that ready, ready to go. Have your shelter cleaned out and stocked with the supplies that you need. Um, 
that's that's the best thing to do is just to be prepared. Absolutely. And again, if you have a cell phone, you get the alerts. Uh, mm -hmm. Still have a weather radio. I think that's single-handedly the most important thing you can have in your home because when that alert chimes, you're getting the most up-to-date real-time information from the National Weather Service and other agencies that are helping keep safe. So again, have a weather radio. It's it's worth the investment, and it, it can and will save your life. Absolutely. And I'll, for me, I'll tell you, I don't always get those alerts on my right. phone. Like, even during the day. Like, and it, they don't come through. So I don't want to rely on that to, you know, buzz and wake me up in the middle of the night when they don't even come through for me most of the time. So definitely the weather radio is the best way to go. Plus, that's battery operated. So... It, there's less risk of you not like if you lose power and it was plugged in, you wouldn't get those alerts. So it's battery operated. So definitely go out and get one of those and have that in your room and, and have fresh batteries in it for the start of the season. Right. And I can tell, and I can tell you this from seeing from experience, you too, there's nothing more fun than waking up in the middle of the night to the tones of your weather radio going off. Like, huh? Oh, it might give you a tiny heart attack, right? but it is worth it. <laughs> That's true. It will save your life. So, um, as we mentioned, you know, last week we were dealing with the first real tornado outbreak of the season. This weekend, there were some severe storms that moved through the south. Um, a couple tornado warnings, uh, and we had mentioned that, you know, there were some uh, service provider issues for some of the different radio, uh, for the radar apps that you and I use and most of the storm chasers use. Um, mm -hmm. But thankfully, thankfully, it wasn't like it was last week. And so... Um, yeah, you still had some severe storms, lots of wind, lots of lightning, but thankfully, Bonnie, not nearly the number of tornadoes and nowhere near the amount of damage. Yes, um, so that that was really good to hear. Yeah, there was several warnings, um, tornado and severe thunderstorm warnings. Um, like you said, a lot of rain and everything, and a couple apps went down that people really rely on for radar, so that was very convenient timing, but I mean, it came back up, I guess, so that's good, but yeah, at least that outbreak was not like it was last weekend. So very good news on that end. Right. And I will say this, you know, why data providers are very important. You have to have the radar work in the first place. And unfortunately out here, the Portland National Weather Service radar, I swear that thing goes down more often than, you know, a really bad internet connection. Uh, so it's just, <laughs> I'm convinced that the thing is not like stable. I think it like leans a little bit to one side and that's what causes the issues, but that's just me. And so when I told the meteorologist in charge of the National Weather Service, he just looked at me and goes, well, maybe. I don't know if we've ever actually looked at that. So I was like, well, hey, maybe take a look at it. But yeah. Our, our, I was picturing like Leaning Tower of Pisa or something. Right? That's like what the radar looks like. <laughs> right. And you know, and it, again, I'm not saying it's like it's like that, but it looks, I don't, I don't know. I'm just based on what they've told me are the issues. I mean, we had a pedestal issue. The thing that holds up the radar is the reason why it was offline last time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So it's not like an actual like equipment failure. This is actually like the, the building failure. And he goes, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So, hey, but you know what? I'm glad that everybody got everything worked out. Data's back online, so we're all happy. Um, but we go from storms in the south to, guess what? It's still winter in parts of the north the Northeast and the upper Midwest and Bonnie, it's not going to change. We have another low pressure area that's going to develop Tuesday and Wednesday over the central plains, move off toward Wisconsin. And it's going to bring a lot of wind, a lot of rain and more snow. I'm over it. Right. I am so tired of the cold. <laughs> Can we just 
can we just move on from the cold? I'm, I, I just really want some thunderstorms, and I don't want to be cold anymore. I don't want to be cold. Right. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned being cold and being tired of it. The fine folks at the National Weather Service Kansas City office tweeted out earlier this week, after a recent poll, stats confirm that 96% of our followers are tired of winter. The other 4% are wrong. <laughs> It's very accurate. It's it is very, true. very accurate. It is true. There are a lot of people that are ready for spring. It is March. Uh, they're ready for, you know, like you said, storms. They're ready for warmer temperatures. And I, I know that we're getting closer every day. You know, the further we are removed from January and February, the closer we get to spring in terms of spring type weather and actual warm air. Um, it's close. So just just hold out just a little bit more hope. Because it will be here eventually. Well, okay, but my impatience is growing, so I'm just... I feel you. I think for us, we have one more decent blast of cold air, and then it's going to really calm down. But really, for us, it's normal to be pretty cold and still have periodic freezes through the first half of April. So really, this isn't that abnormal. It's just... I'm just really tired of it. That's yeah. the deal. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, you know, we finally got our shots of winter and we had, you know, snow most of the last week on and off different periods. Um, Friday night, I posted a video uh, on my Facebook page. I'm standing outside of work and it's snowing. And here's the best part, Bonnie. It wasn't even forecasted. Wow. We had a quick little low come through and a bunch of post showers, you know, post frontal showers and the snow level crashed behind it. No model saw it, and it just, it started, you know, it was a changeover from rain to snow, and some places start picking up a half inch to an inch to two inches, and then also the National Weather Service was like, oh crap, we got to issue a winter storm, wa- or um, a special weather statement, or a winter weather statement, or whatever it was, because people were starting to get accumulating snow, and of course, nobody had this forecasted, and so it hits right after afternoon commute, so the high point of Interstate 5 going through the West Hills had an inch and a half of snow on it. And, you know, they had to get a couple of plows out. Wow. And then in addition to that, there were a couple of stronger thunderstorms in the area that dropped a lot of accumulating hail. So you had snow in one part of the city, accumulating hail in another part of the city. Um, where I was, where I work was kind of in a low, kind of like a low point. So we had snow in the air. It didn't accumulate, but just a half mile to my north, we had three inches. So... You know, wow. it's just, it was hilarious. It was totally an elevation-driven event, but snow crashed all the way down to the valley floor. And so when I got off at, you know, 1230 that night, I kind of drove around trying to find snow. And eventually I found it as I got closer to home. But it was up in the hills, and it was really pretty to see in the morning. And then, you know, I returned home, and there was nothing. It was cold. But it was uh, one of those kind of like little fluke events that it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, check it out, snow. Three of the four chief meteorologists were off on Friday. So none of them, again, like I said, none, but nobody had it forecasted. And the one guy that was working was like, well, you know, here's why it happened. We didn't really see it coming, but uh, it should be over by midnight. Well, it sounds like the, the models didn't handle the cold air very well. No, they not at all. They weren't sure how far south it was coming or how cold it was going to get. So, right. And that's, that's the issue, especially with winter weather, is it really just takes a couple of degrees. So if the models don't pick it up, it's not going to get forecasted. So Right. And I was joking with one of our chief meteorologists, um, Mark Nelson from the Fox affiliate. Um, and, you know, we had, we're on a, I'm on a giant text thread. I've talked about this on the show 
where it's he is the chief meteor- meteorologist at the Fox affiliate, um, the backup and fill-in meteorologist for the CBS affiliate, who's my AMS president. I'm the VP. Mark is uh, one of our counselors. And then everybody in our executive council, we have this text thread going where we just talk weather constantly. And so it's funny. This will go down as the winter where had it been two or three degrees colder, we would have had probably record-setting snowfall. Like just in the past, just from like the month of February and March, we missed out on low elevation snow in the Portland area. Not kidding you, probably six or seven times by the difference of one or two degrees. See, and that's that is the difference right yep. there. It's just such a slight change in temperature, and so that's like a bummer. That would have been awesome to have a record-setting winter, but hey, there's a million winters to come, exactly. and honestly, winter's not over. So. Right, you never you know. know. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's it's funny. We talk a lot about, especially up here in the northwest, the angle of the sun. You know, we're at a higher, um, you know, latitude on the Earth, and you guys are in Oklahoma City, so you guys have a more consistent time of, you know, sunrise, sunset, versus than what we do here. And so they're saying, you know, in this time of year in March, the angle of the sun and the power of the sun is equal to what it is in October. So it just takes a lot of really cold air to get things cold enough to snow. So we get what we call conversational snow where it's snowing outside, but it's not sticking. Yeah. And so, again, the difference of two or three degrees and had this happened earlier in the winter, it would have accumulated. And instead of having a dusting or an inch, we might have had three, four or five inches. Man, that would have been epic. Right. It would have been. And so, you know, like I said, I understand we're all ready for winter to be over. We're ready for spring. And I think a lot of people are ready to jump straight to summer. But uh, give it a little time. It's coming. Well, it can't come fast enough. I'm telling you, this has (laughs) been. But you know what? I I, I see hope. There's light at the end of this winter tunnel right now. So, yes, there is. I feel good about that. And I can't wait. So what do you guys have coming up in Oklahoma City uh, for this week? Well, we've got another good, strong storm system coming through. We had one come through Friday that brought us some good thunderstorms overnight. Um, we had like an itty-bitty risk of severe weather here in central Oklahoma um, Friday night. It was better in southeastern Oklahoma. Um, nothing really happened. There was some wind and hail. We just got some rain. I went to sleep, and we had a little bit of rumbling thunder, but nothing serious. But we got a good rain out of it. Um, yesterday was nice and bright and just really windy which it was very windy we were in a wind advisory all day so i took my anemometer out in my backyard to play around with that very nice um only recorded um that the highest wind gust i got was 25 miles per hour but i just figured being in the neighborhood with trees and houses and stuff it was there was a lot of blocking going on so i didn't quite get to measure it accurately but it was still fun to play around with it out there um but we do have another storm system coming through uh, Tuesday. Uh, it should be bringing us at least a good rain. Hopefully it brings some severe weather. Uh, right now it's looking like it's better south of us, but hopefully that'll creep back up north and we'll get some good thunderstorms out of it. So we'll see what happens with that. That's awesome. Quick question for you in terms of your neighborhood. If you were to put like an anemometer up on your roof, would you have any blockage? Probably not that much. Okay. Maybe just some from taller trees here and there. There's not a lot of trees, but me just standing five foot ten in my backyard, sure. raising it up as high as I can. I right. couldn't get quite okay. as, you know. Yeah, I just that's just one of those things where you know it, it's funny. I I want to put an anemometer back on top of my house. I just can't. 
Like it's yeah. without me renting the high lift to actually get up on the roof. I can't do it. So it's like I'm I'm bummed because I really want to put my weather station back up. Um, I still have like the thermometer, barometer, all that stuff hooked up. And when it gets windy, I'll put the anemometer outside, but I put it on a fence post and it doesn't, I mean, it's not, it's not accurate anywhere near any of the standards, but you know, it's just fun. It's like, okay, Hey, cool. We had a gust yeah. in the back alley to 45 miles an hour. Yeah. So, See, and, and that's, that's all I was doing was just trying to play around with it, but oh, I do yeah. have a shed also. And that's in the like back corner of my yard. And so I almost wonder if putting a weather station up there or an anemometer or something up there might be good. So right. something I need to look into. Right. We'll need to do it like a full, you know, picture tour on your backyard and be like, all right, here's where you should put it. So, yeah. uh, yeah, so that's good. I mean, I'm glad that you guys are, you know, hopefully that severe chance doesn't materialize for you because I know you are ready for some thunderstorms. So yes. knock on wood, it happens, uh, out here in the Northwest, it's kind of boring, and I, I'm honestly okay with it after having, you know, all those snow threats over and over and over and over again and surprise snowstorms over and over and over again. Uh, it's nice. It's, like I said, sunny today. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's almost 50 degrees, which, you know, I will take for early March. Um, it's going to be nice through the early part of, you know, this upcoming week. We're going to get showers midweek, and then we kind of back that off and go partly cloudy, uh, like Thursday through the weekend. And, Bonnie, we might even get temperatures up into the 60s. Wow. If you believe the GFS runs from the 12Z and the 0Z the last couple days, um, it's consistently spitting out temperatures in the 60s. Um, you know, 10 days ago, they said temperatures in the 70s. I will take either of those, and yeah. I'll be very happy with it. So, Absolutely. I would love to see 60-degree weather. It would be fantastic, and uh, it's it's well needed and much needed for uh, people around here. Cause I think a lot of people are uh, tired of winter for sure. Yeah. We would like to defrost if that's okay. Like we want to thaw out, if, right. you know, if mother nature will allow that because <laughs> it's just been too cold for too right. long. So. Right. It's, it's funny. Uh, I can recall my parents, especially my dad telling us during the winter, you know, make sure you close the door. We're not trying to heat all of, you know, Beaverton where we grew up. And I was like, <laughs> You know, there, there's your answer. If everybody just opened their doors, crank the <laughs> thermometer up to, you know, 75 or 80 and let that warm air go outside, it'd warm everybody up real quick. Boom. Let's all just take a stand against Mother Nature, okay? Right? It's our right to be warm. <laughs> and but, we're taking back the winter, okay? Right. But doesn't that sound counterintuitive to what we're all talking about in terms of climate change? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But you never know. Uh, don't, open <laughs> don't even open it. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Uh, and we'll get into that on a different episode. We're dealing with that right now in the Oregon AMS with uh, somebody pitching a meeting. And we're like, you know, we're just not going to touch that topic right now. Right. We've already had way too much uh, controversy with it. I just don't want to deal with that right now. So, but you're right. You know, it is, you know, we talk about tongue in cheek, but it is something that a lot of people are, you know, are worried about. And that's great. And we will address it at some point during the show. But uh, today is not that day because we're having way too much fun. <laughs> Right, right. Let's not let's not kill the vibe with some, yes. you know, political debate. Yes, please no. Please no. We will we will have plenty of episodes of that in the near future, but let's not exactly. today's not that day. But, you know, I'm just I'm glad that, you know, we are kind of starting to thaw out and I know people in the in the upper Midwest and the Great Lakes probably listen to this and like honestly just be quiet. Don't just don't don't jinx it. Like, you know, they right. they probably have a couple more storm systems to go and some more feet of snow to get and then they'll be good, but 
Uh, man, I, I know I'm ready here in Oregon. I know you're ready in Oklahoma. Bring on the warmer weather. Bring on the shorts and the t-shirts and the boats and the barbecue. And let's have a good spring and a good summer. Yes, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I think the deal is it just feels like this winter has been really dragging. Because yep. it's, I mean, it really is just the beginning of March, which is typical for when things start to warm up, but then cool down, warm up, and then we get into spring. So it's not like it's, you know, the end of May and we're still Correct. in 32 degree weather. You know what I mean? But I just feel like it's just really drug out for some reason this season. So that's just the deal is like, let's just... Right. The winter's really holding on. And if we're still dealing with this as we get to the end of May, oh man, it's going to be, it's going to be brutal. I will say this though. If we're still getting that cold continental air masses in May with the warm air coming off the Gulf, Bonnie, you might be having a, uh, a really, really good chase season after having a very bad one last year. Right. So yeah, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe that's what we need to hold out for then. Let's fingers crossed for that. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Here we go. Right. Oh, well, Bonnie, another fantastic episode of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to everybody next week. Bye.